Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. A lot of the terminology is like the door opens or a veil lifts or a portal opens and expands and they come through. So portal is just another word to describe a doorway for energy or spirit energy to move through. Ooh, it's spooky season. Welcome to Being Home with Hunker. I'm your host, Lori Gunning Grossman. So what to do when your podcast goes live on Halloween? You tell ghost stories. When I realized that this episode would go live on October 31st, I knew that I wanted to tell stories about ghosts or spirits, hauntings, portals, you know, the basic spooky stuff. So I turned to my friend, Kimo Capano, who's a Hawaiian light seer, whom I first spoke with here on this podcast in May 2022. On Kimo's Instagram and TikTok accounts, he's been commenting on videos that feature paranormal activity. People seeing ghosts, knives flying through kitchens, hair being pulled when no one is in the room, you name it. He does these blind reactions where he watches videos that people send to him and then tunes into whether it's truth or fiction. And you guys, some of these videos are true, like the knife being thrown across the kitchen by spirit energy. True. As a light seer, Kimo can see what a lie looks like. So this is how he knows if these videos are real or fake. He says that lies literally look like something. The colors are different. They have a different vibration. And so does truth. So Kimo can hear it and feel it and see it. How cool is that? Here, Kimo explains more in this conversation and shares some real spooky stories, as well as a very sweet spirit story, too. So you'll want to listen all the way through. So let's welcome our guest, Hawaiian light seer, Kimo Capano. I'm so happy to see your face. You're back. You're back on this podcast. I am so fortunate to be back on this podcast. It makes me so happy. I'm trying hard to not jump out of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you've been doing this on your social account, Aloha Lightseer, mm-hmm. where... People send you videos of 
some paranormal activity, a haunting, and then you do these blind reactions. Yes. Which I think is so cool. I was watching your videos, and then Mm. I realized last night, I was like, I feel kind of funky. And I was like, I might be feeling a little scared or just off. Yeah. And then, like, right before, earlier today, I was in my house, and I was just kind of, like, minding my own business, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw something, and I startled, and my heart went, but it was a broom. It was my broom that was, like, hanging on the wall. Okay, let's talk ghost stories now. So how did you start commenting on these videos, on these paranormal videos? So, you know, that started off from my my marketing team. They said, hey, what if we kind of sent you some of these videos that are going viral? And I said, I don't want to do that. They said, well, why? And I answered, well, you know, the work that I do is very energetic and I talk to spirit, but I don't want to be known as a ghost hunter. And they said, oh, just try it out. Yeah. And I had so much fun. Yeah. And the videos were a big hit. So now I continue to post those videos on TikTok and on Instagram. Yeah. They're so much fun to watch. Okay. So we've already had you on this podcast. So people can listen to that to hear about your whole background as as a Hawaiian high seer. So let me see if I'm explaining this right, though. So you have intuitive psychic senses and you can talk to spirit, see spirit, feel spirit. Is this how you would describe it? Absolutely. And it it does go beyond spirit. It is in direct communication with all of my senses, with spirit energy, but it goes beyond that to be about energy. So yes, it is the energy of spirit, but it's also the energy of the body, the energy within the environment around you and more. Literally feels like I'm on a psychedelic 24 hours a day. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. You said you came with a couple ghost stories. Oh, I did. Oh, my God, I want them. Because this is chemo. Every ghost story is going to have a little mini lesson. I love it. You're an educator. (laughs) Let's do it. Of course. So let's talk about one that is wildly misunderstood and that is seen by many, many people. And in fact, I didn't see this one up until just a few years ago. I was in my sister's home. I have two twin sisters who are younger (laughs) than me, and I was in her home. And I'm watching her move around the kitchen and I was spending the summer with, you know, kind of with my family and I'm, and I'm watching her, but I keep on watching this female spirit energy around my sister. And I know that she's not connected to the family. I know that she's not connected to the home. Um, and I know that my sister is terrified of her, but my sister, all my siblings are seers, but my sister doesn't like to see. She doesn't, she doesn't like that she has the gift. Okay. So she kind of turns it off. And one day we're in the kitchen and I say, her, my sister's name is Miran. And I said, Miran, have you not had a conversation with this female in the room. And my sister goes, who do you see? And I described her. My sister goes, oh, they're trying to avoid her. And <laughs> yeah. my sister explains what she looks like. And for me, because I see trauma first, and then I see the version through that, let me explain the way that I chose to see this female energy. Yeah. Probably about five, six. She had a long, dark, dark brown hair. She was kind of wearing like a grayish color. It looked like it was a little wet to me. Yeah. Very, very kind, simple looking face. Was always watching my sister wherever she was. Now, if I was an, a normal intuitive, I might have looked at that as a haunting. When I asked my sister about her, my sister says, I can't stand her. She goes, I see her all the time. But my sister described her a different way. And as soon as my sister described her this way, I could see that version because it comes in through trauma. Oh. She says she's always wet. She has hair all over her face like this. She's always soaking wet and she is always in my face. Oh my she's God. in my bed asleep. She's in my face when I'm waking up. I see her out of the corner of my eye behind my reflection in the mirror. And I said, oh, 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 stop. The moment you start to feed your fear muscle, she will only come in that way. 
My sister says, but why? No one died in this house. Why is she here? And here's where it gets a little tricky when multiple people see her. She is connected to the frequency of insecurity. Whoa. And my sister is a beautiful woman, but you know, has normal insecurities like everyone else. And when I tune into this person, this would be the equivalent of what many people in Central America and Latin America call La Llorona, which is the crying, weeping woman, right? Oh. Um, in Japanese culture, she would be considered that same element of the grudge, wet and dark hair. So yeah. this is an energy that is seen by multiple people. And I'm telling my sister, she's connected to the insecurity muscle that you have. So you have to change this very specific brand of insecurity that you have. And my sister says, okay, okay. And she goes, but what is the process? Yeah. And I said, well, she's following you. My sister says, that's enough. That's, that's the exact opposite thing that I want to hear. Yeah. I said, but she's following you because there is a connection. And to be honest, when I look at her, she's not in Asia, she's not in Central America. When I see her, I can see where the body was found. And I actually think that it's France, just because it looks like she's in the Seine. Yeah. When I'm looking at her, I'm looking at how the body was found. And the body was found decomposing in water. There's a lot of other elements that were happening to this female spirit. That I won't go into great detail, but a lot of it connects to insecurity. Mm. When we think about emotions, emotions are not just specific to you and I in this room. We're in two completely different places of the United States right now but yet we can feel each other's energy. Yeah. So my sister starts herself on the process of really trying to say, okay, instead of fear element, I'm going to lean in and try to engage. And as hard as it's going to be, I'm going to try to engage and remove some of my insecurity. But she starts to do this process and it's a hard process for her. One day, my sister is at her home and she's kind of like upstairs in her, in her gym and she's working out and she's kind of like lying on, on the floor. She says she opens her eyes and she sees this female spirit energy right above her my sister says, I'm going to choose, choose to look at her with a different kind of frequency. And she says that she lifted up her hair and all of a sudden her face was simple and clean and um, open expression instead of a vacant, hollow expression. And my sister says, I can't believe it, it was actually that easy because the process is not easy. Yeah. But once it happens, it just snaps. It just connects. Oh, my God, though. But it shifted really, really quick. Yeah. And I've ever since then, have you seen her lately? She goes, I will sometimes see her, but I know that I have to work hard. And then what I hadn't told my sister is she's now following my sister's daughter. My sister's got three girls and she's following the middle daughter. Oh my God. And then the says, I think that she's back. And I said, but where is she? She said, she's not around me. And I said, she's around the middle daughter. And my sister said, she's around the middle daughter. Um, this sounds scary, though, Kimo. This does sound very scary. <laughs> so, I mean, God. Oh. But here's the thing. Yes, it sounds terrifying. Yeah. But when we understand that that spirit energy that is not connected to the land, to that home, technically to my sister, there's no connection. It's no entity. It's no attachment, which is what we normally think of. It's connection. It's only through the insecurity element. Yeah. And my sister middle daughter has a similar insecurity that my sister has. Yeah. How wild. It's so wild. And I would be screaming my head off personally if I was <laughs> opening my eyes and seeing like this woman staring at me. But here's what I want to know. So I think that you had mentioned this too, that it's not that the house is haunted. Like, are you saying there's no such thing as a haunted house, but it's just what we experience or the energy and spirit in it? Yeah. And this viewpoint is actually quite challenging, even for other mediums or intuitives. Yeah. But but energy is not confined to four walls. Yeah. It never was four walls. But the only 
confinement within that home is the energy that you keep confined in the home. Ooh, yeah. You know, and this is one of those like nonverbal things that we do with energy, you know, where it's like we have these things happening and these emotions that we don't want our neighbors to see. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't want the neighbor to hear. You're energetically keeping it in the home. Well, energy responds to spirit, responds to echo imprints, consciousness, and more. Mm. So the only thing keeping things confined to the home is the feeding of that energy. But it's not confined to the home, which is why multiple spirit energy is seen in multiple places and even at the same time. Yeah. Can't we just open up windows and sage and light some candles and just kind of shoo? Yes. Yeah? Absolutely. It's all about intention, which is why if you were to have a priest bless the house, that might work for some people. But if you don't align with that viewpoint, it wouldn't work for you. Right, right. You could a shaman come in and if that aligns with you then that might work for you yeah or prayer yeah whatever that is i have a question that just popped into my mind just kind of thinking of these kind of scary things so when i was younger i was in high school we'd go to my basement my friends would all come over after school and we'd go to my basement it wasn't scary basement it was like a nice you know it was like where we hung out rec room and we would take out the ouija board and we Mm -hmm. there was like this really concentrated time where we all did it together, you know, turn off the lights, do the Ouija board. And it felt like it was working. Now, I don't really know how it works, but it would like give us answers to things and would be screaming and oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) And around the same time, my mom went to go see a psychic. And my mom said that the woman said to her, your daughter is playing with evil forces. Mm -hmm. She needs to stop. So my mom came home to tell me that. And I was like, it's got to be the Ouija board. And I refused to go to the basement. (laughs) And I made my dad like throw it out. Is that a real thing, though? I mean, first of all, I learned when I was young as well that Ouija is very, very evil and invites you know, dark energy. That's what I learned as well. But when it comes to Ouija boards, I want us to just take a moment and substitute the word Ouija yeah. for intuition or channeling. And there's lots of people who will use a pendulum or they'll use tarot cards yeah. or they will use dowsing rods. Those are all the same thing. So you're just looking for a conduit of information to flow through you. So Ouija board is just the conduit. We have a connotation that it's something dark and evil, and it could be if you are in choosing to conduit through there. Right. Now here's where a lot of psychics and mediums push up against me, and I do it actively and openly. Okay. They will say things just like your mother's psychic said, that Ouija board is bringing an evil energy. It will always bring an evil energy, etc. So for me, it is critical that If I have this ability to see, it is critical that I continually educate myself. Mm. Most intuitives and psychics will not seek education, but we need to have that because remember, all energy will flow throughout the way that I understand energy and information. Fortunately, I'm an educator, so it comes in through the education of mind. But most people aren't doing that on their own. They're just having an intuitive thought making an assumption it is something scary because they have a fear filter themselves. Right. And that becomes their version of their reality. So Mm. what I often say to other mediums or psychics, or there's going to be people listening to this who maybe have the ability to see, they may not identify as a psychic or a medium. My suggestion is to continually grow and to look through information because that psychic who told your mother that there was a shred of truth there, Mm. but it was only the beginning and not the end. You know, and had she looked through that, the prescription that she gave your mother would have been incredibly different. Wow. Very, very different. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I wish I knew that then because we tossed it out and never played with it again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and to be honest, you know, it it does take skill to be able to, to communicate. So 
you know, had you have continued to deal with that without any education, maybe it would have been a little scary. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You said you had another ghost story. Yeah, I got too many for okay. you, but let me give you another. Okay. This one does have a little mini lesson in it as well. Oh, good. I was doing a session with, with a woman and uh, I was asking if she was partnered and you know just kind of information about her and she was talking about her boyfriend that was in the other room and i just said yeah well he's in his other, he's in the other room with his friend and they're playing video games and she goes he's playing video games but what did you just say i said well he's in there with his best friend she says um can we just stop for a second and she goes i need a moment and i said well why she goes just give me a moment she kind of leaves and she comes back and she says my boyfriend is going to want to have a session with you tomorrow and i said no problem because his best friend had unalived himself prior to that. But for me, many of the times, spirit looks like a person, Yeah. right? Like I, I have a hard time to, when I'm walking down the streets of New York City, sometimes I can't tell if they're alive, or if they're not alive. Oh my God. So I saw his best friend in the room with him. I ended up meeting with the boyfriend the next day to me, come prepared. And I'm looking through light frequency and I'm saying all these great things about their friend. You know, the friend is very proud of me because you're, you're doing music. He's like, yeah, I'm making a lot of music. I'm like, yeah. He keeps on watching you write. And then you go to your computer back and forth. He's like, yeah, that, that's awesome. But then he says, you know, Kimo, you keep on talking to me about my friend as this really awesome person, but that's not how he lived. The end of his life was really, really hard. He kind of like, he kind of turned into a bit of an ogre was the way that this client had described him. And he goes, you know, when he unalived himself, he goes, it was a really big spectacle. It was all over the news. And in that moment, my abilities slipped and they shouldn't have slipped. I should have been more clear, but they slipped because I dropped my frequency of light frequency. And what happened is I dropped into trauma because I was curious and I shouldn't have been. Mm. So all of a sudden I could see the version that he talked about and that spirit energy that I had been in communication with watching him play video games and being proud of him got really big and really scary looking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We closed the session. I turn off my computer. I go right into the bathroom and I live by myself. So I'm in my shower and I can hear my dog outside of the bathroom freaking out. And I have a non 
barking animal. Doesn't bark, doesn't make any noise. And he was attacking something. And I could hear him. He was ripping something apart. And I instantly, I knew exactly what's happening. I thought, oh my goodness. I was looking at this person who had unalived himself in a high frequency. I slipped. I dropped my frequency low to see what my client was looking at. And then I didn't transmute it back. So that energy was in the home. And now on the other side of my shower is my kitchen. And I heard furniture sliding. No. Oh, my God. Now, my house is not haunted. I don't believe that it is haunted. Yeah. But in that moment, I was afraid. I was afraid. So instead of being afraid, Lori, yes. I reminded myself that I, I, I have got more autonomy than that. So I said, instead of scaring me, I'm going to finish my shower. I'm going to go back out there and then I'm going to handle it. So I finished my shower and I walk out with my towel around my waist yeah. and I turned the corner to check on the dog. And as soon as I turned the corner, I was hit. It felt like I ran into somebody. Then all of a sudden I was being choked and strangled and my air was leaving my, my body. Not like a hand was over my neck, but like the air was being pulled out of my body and I couldn't breathe. And I realized that I was literally walking into this energy. So I had to push myself back. I used a curse word. I used a summer word. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, instead of scaring me, you are going to change and get the hell yeah, out of here. Yeah. Go to check on the dog. The dog is hiding under the kitchen table because all the chairs had been moved to the side. Oh my God. Right? Yeah. Now I get my wits. I end up being okay. The next day I contact this client and I said, you know, I, I never asked you something. I said, I had this experience last night. I said, may I ask you, how did your best friend unalive themselves? Yeah. He said, well, he took a bag over his head and he strangled himself. Oh. And I found that to be really fascinating that because this energy was trying to, in that moment, to transmute and kind of go through the fear aspect because it was wildly, you know, seen. Lots of people were talking about this on lots of different news outlets. Yeah. And I thought it was so interesting because the more energy we put towards it, the, you know, the bigger it becomes. And he wanted to go back to that light spirit the way you were first seeing him. And so, and listen, when I transmuted it back, it was fine. Yeah. I was fine haunting in my house. I wasn't afraid. Um, this is what ends up happening to so many other individuals who are experiencing physical pain or physical trauma through spirit energy mm. hauntings. And it is just misinterpretation. I am not validating that that has happened to people because it's happened to me yeah. many times. Right. But because I slept, yeah. you know, I wasn't clear. Holy moly. Chemo. Scared you. Uh, yes. <laughs> I was having chills for sure. Oh my God. <laughs> I heard that you said, and I wrote this down, everywhere has spirit energy in it. So technically, everything has a haunting in it. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> there are hauntings in everything and everywhere. And I don't usually utilize the word haunting, yeah. even like you say it. Mm -hmm. But I don't say it too often because we have a connotation towards what that means. Right. You know? Yes. Want another one? Yeah, I want another story. And then I also want to ask you about portals after. Yeah, we can do whatever you want. Well, let's go portals because this was something else I saw like show up in some of your videos. And I've heard about this portals in people's homes okay what exactly is a portal where is it going to and how do you do you see yeah. it is it like a big circle that's like throbbing what is it okay <laughs> when it comes to portals when i was first kind of introduced to that idea i thought that just sounds too crazy for me yeah right i didn't realize that i get to choose how i understand that information for myself i'll explain what happens when spirit energy or echo consciousness or an imprint is moving around it moves around different energetic systems. So for example, 
if you and I are having a conversation and if we wanted a conversation with your grandfather, yeah. there's many ways that grandpa would come in. You know, there's a, a connection of the synapse in your brain that connect to the thought of grandpa. Well, all of that is the beginning of the connection. And then when they come through, I think that a lot of the terminology is like the door opens wow. or a veil lifts or a portal opens and expands and they come through. So essentially portal is just another word to describe a doorway okay. for energy or spirit energy to move through. So technically tuning into spirit energy is tuning in through a portal. However, portals are opened all the time because of our behaviors and our emotions. So for example, if I'm in a home and someone walks in the door and they're really, really angry, I can see an energy riding their back and they'll come in and they'll throw their, their bag down and they're really, really upset and they'll walk upstairs. And this happens all the time. When that happens, that person leaves a little bit of that portal in the home. And in fact, you have felt this. Someone will walk out of them and you'll say, that person has a bad attitude because you kind of still feel it in the yeah, room. Yes. Feel that residually. Well, that's a portal. And we think of it as just, you know, like something that we're just, you know, aware of as a human. Well, there's a reason why you are aware of it. Yeah. So for me, I'm always trying to close those, those little portals up because they open all the time. Yeah. And they're really easy to close. We think of them as, well, portal means all these crazy things that are coming in dimensionally and more. And it's not really like that. Oh, what, what does it look like? Uh, what does it look like? It's not an exact circle. It is an amorphous shape. A lot of times I think that a misjudgment of what a portal is would be an entity or be an attachment because it does kind of look like that. So for a, a person who has the gift of sight, who hasn't learned how to access their gift of sight, many of the times they're just misjudging a portal to be an entity. Oh my gosh. Okay. And so portals are not like in the movie Poltergeist when like she opened up the closet door and it was like this crazy, fiery. No. No. Wouldn't that be exciting? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) That would not be exciting. That movie was scary. I think that a lot of people are misinterpreting portal for a vortex. And that's a completely wild, blow your your cranium kind of, of thought process because those are different energies. And vortexes are a little scary. Now, could there be a vortex in someone's home? Could there be a vortex in a closet? Yes. Oh. Well, not in the closet. Usually vortexes are, are in, because vortexes are nature, right? So the difference between portal and vortex is portals are mostly about our emotions and vortexes are nature. And vortexes just have, it's like um, a doorway that is a revolving doorway. Oh. So things are coming and going and coming and going. Yeah. Most of the times vortexes are under the home, like in the ground, like a corner of the home. So for example, oh my God. if someone's telling me my home is a hotbed of stuff, if I tune into the home, I'll usually be able to find if there is a vortex nearby. Sometimes it'll be in the backyard. Sometimes it's literally on the corner of the house. And everything from where that vortex is under the corner, everything going up from first floor to second floor is where all the activity will be. Like what kind of activity? Is it like plumbing's breaking? Is it that kind of activity or? Poltergeist and oh. lots of spirit activity. So when someone says we have a hotbed of activity, I'll quickly, without even being in their home or seeing a video or a picture, I'll quickly tune out and scan energetically if I see vortexes. And if I see one, I'll say, okay, so we do. We have a vortex. It's in this corner of this room. I'm going to make the assumption that everything is happening in this room and the room above it and the basement below. And they will always validate that with absolutely. Because vortexes do that. 
Now, sometimes vortexes are small. Yeah. You know, sometimes they're really big. Oh, my God. Is there any home that just doesn't have vortexes or portals or or ghosts <laughs> or energy? Or is it just we have it because we are people living in it and we have <laughs> our spirit guides? And, yeah. Portals happen because you are living. Yeah. Portals happen because because you have experience, because you have emotion, because you have thought, and that's how they happen. And sometimes, for example, in 2014, I went down into the caverns of this old theater in New York City that hadn't been opened in over 60 years. Oh. It was underneath the ground, hadn't been opened. And when I went in there, it was a hotbed of old portals from the people that were in there 60 years ago because they closed it up. There was no windows, right? They sealed it up and never touched it again. Yeah. So when I went in years later to kind of go check it out, hotbed of information, things are moving and shifting in front of me all the time. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. <laughs> I'm glad you love it. I think that I'm obviously not skilled in it or have, I'm not educated in it. So for me, just seeing a broom out of the corner of my eye scared me. So. <laughs> Let me ask you this. So how can we create protective boundaries or can we create protective boundaries around our homes and spaces? Absolutely. So the, the, the remedy is going to be different for everyone. But my general rule is this. Yeah. The more clear you are, the easier it is for you to be okay. So you find out what your version of clarity is. If your version of clarity is just reading a book or reading the Bible or saying a prayer or meditating or singing a song, saging, palo santo, um, talking to a best friend, putting your hands in the dirt and gardening, whatever your version of clarity is. But the more clear you are, the harder it is for energy to come in and kind of try to scare you or influence you. And listen, I am a high seer, but it's, I slipped, yeah. you know, I am not perfect, you know, and I just had to remind myself I have the, otherwise, if I hadn't reminded myself, I have more authority and autonomy than this, you know, seemingly scary energy, yeah. then my home would have been considered a haunting. It is not. Right. My home is not haunted. Not at all. It's all so fascinating. I mean, it's fascinating what you're doing. Um, with these videos and and your you know you're just your instant as you call it blind reaction I just love it and I mean because it's entertaining and then it's also a little bit like well especially the ones that you're like this one's true then I say to myself oh my god <laughs> you know I can um I can leave you with a good ghost story okay let's let's do that yes so uh, just last month I had a client and um, right before they log on I they, they're able to fill out an intake form and I have a few questions on the intake form that just seem like silly questions, you know? And all these little silly questions are kind of like codes for me. But one of the questions was, what was your favorite color when you were a child? One of the questions was, uh, what was your favorite smell as a child? And more. So these are some of the questions, seemingly like random questions. Well, I look at this person's intake form and, and they only answered three questions. The question they answered was, my favorite color as a child was purple. My favorite smell as a child was swamp cooler. I don't know what that is. Oh. Right. Okay. And the person that I miss is my grandmother. So I, I'm looking at that information and I'm saying, okay, so maybe we should focus on some of that. So I'm ready and prepared. Uh, 10 a.m. is when the session was supposed to start. They don't show up. Now on the intake form is their phone number. So I text them, you know, you have an appointment with me. So then I call them up. Hi, did you know that you have an appointment with me? And a woman answers the phone and she says, I did not make an appointment with you. And I said, well, I have your information. I said, it's even been charged to your account. 
And she says, I'm telling you, I did not make an appointment. And I said, well, I don't know. Maybe you got, maybe you got confused. I don't know if you know who I am. She goes, oh, no, no, no. I know who you are, Kimo. Because oh. I've been watching you. And oh. I said, well, you know, maybe, maybe you got drunk and didn't realize it. And you made an <laughs> appointment. She goes, no. She goes, that has not happened. She goes, I am... I have three kids at home. I don't have time to drink. Okay. Um, she goes, and to be honest, I'm, this is kind of a, a hard time for you to be calling because I'm, I'm having a really hard day. And I said, well, let me just leave you with this. Um, it says on this intake form that you're missing grandma. And she immediately gets quiet. And she says, I just lost grandma. Oh, my God. <laughs> I said, if you like to, we can press in a little further. And she goes, Okay. She goes, I, I'm not ready. I've got my kids. And I said, don't you worry. I'm great with kids. Bring the kids in. We'll have the kids be a part of this. So the kids came in yeah. and I said, um, it says here that your favorite color when you were young was purple. And this woman says, I don't know how that was written there. She goes, no one knows that. And I said, well, why does it say that? She goes, I told my grandmother when I was six years old, I was going to wear a purple dress to her funeral. Oh my God. As I'm talking to this woman, I say, oh, I need to tune into grandma. So I tune into grandma and I'm watching grandma in the room so happy. She's like, oh my gosh, it worked. Because I don't know how it happened, Lori, but grandma booked this. <laughs> grandma booked the session. Chemo, this is wild. I love this. It's wild. Yeah. And I said, another thing that she answered was, your favorite smell is swamp cooler? I said, I don't, what is that? I don't know what that means. And this woman just starts laughing and crying at the same time. She goes, that was an inside joke between my grandmother and I. She goes, I always told her that she always smelled like a swamp cooler. And then I had to look up what a swamp cooler was. And I still don't completely know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but in that moment, it was like, I never thought that spirit could, I, mean, I know that spirit moves electromagnetically, but I never thought that I had the ability to... <laughs> actually use your credit card this <laughs> is wild isn't that wild but then i worked with the kids and the kids their, their their energy started to shift and 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 the mother started to shift because she was struggling with the loss of her grandma yeah. they were very very close and then i did an interpretation of what grandma was wanting to say to her and yeah some, some advice and more so grandma was like Truly, her advice was, you know, she, she's she been so grief-stricken, she hasn't been able to listen, you know? And in that moment, she was forced to listen. But it came in through those little secret questions. Isn't that wild? This is beautiful, wild. This is the kind of ghost story that I like. <laughs> I won't read that <laughs> That's so good, Kimo. Thank you so much. I knew that you'd be so fun to talk to about this. You're welcome. This episode is dropping on Halloween, and so Halloween, spooky, spooky time. But you know what I love about you, Kimo, is that, and when I watch your videos too, I I just feel so delighted because you're you are light. I know you you are a, a light seer, and the light just comes from you. Okay. And I just like get this really wonderful, warm feeling when I watch you, and sometimes it, I just giggle. You know what I mean? I just like laugh, even just because there's something like. Maybe it's when you're laughing too, you know, just you're just giving off light. And so it's so beautiful. And everyone should go to um at Aloha Lightseer and just keep watching whatever you're putting out there. A ghost story or not a ghost story. Just talking about energy. It's fantastic. There's a website there if you want to see more. And yeah. Lots of people just will just message me and if I have the time, I'll message back. So it's Please so wonderful. Contact. Yeah. Hey, one question for you. I asked you this at the end of our other chat mm -hmm. together, what being home means to you. Mm -hmm. And has this changed at all for you? Have you 
because for you it was kind of an emotion. Yes, yeah, and like you know, you you move around a lot. There was finding home in different places, also finding home wherever you go, connected to flowers and nature. Is that still what being home means to you? It, it is. You know, just recently, just literally within the last few weeks, I'd gone back to Hawaii. And I was going to an island that is not my home island. My home island is on Oahu, but we went to Maui. Mm-hmm. And we went to an area of property that my family has taken. My family has a family plot of property that is thousands of years old. And no one has built on it ever. And it's actually quite unheard mm-hmm. of in the Hawaii. Yeah. So that it's unbuilt land right on the edge of a cliff, right on the water. And I had never gone there before. So my my, my father takes me there and... You know, you have to go down this windy road on the edge of a cliff and we walk onto the property that is gated off. And on this plot of property is an old Hawaiian village from the ancients. Wow. And it's just the outline of the village with the old temples and the old kitchens and more. And my father was like, I'm just really curious to see what's going to happen to you when you walk on this land. And I went there with my sisters who are also very intuitive. And it was one of the most profound experiences because I found home in a rock. Truly, because all of the walls are made out of old stone. Yeah. And that's the only remnant there. And when I went there, the amount of spirit energy that was coming in just to communicate and be present, spirits that have never been seen in thousands of years, because there is no one on this property. Oh. No one is allowed around this property. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I found a new home on the edge of a cliff overlooking the ocean on the island of Maui. Oh, it was beautiful. That's so beautiful. And the, it literally in the middle of a stone and a little piece of what we call pohaku, which is a little little rock. <laughs> I think you just wrote a song, actually. You put the put those lyrics together. I think you wrote a song. <laughs> yes, yes Lori. Uh, well, thank you so much, Kimo. You know, I, I adore you and love talking with you. Anytime. And listen, you know, we're going from spooky Halloween to, you know, tomorrow will be Thanksgiving, you know, the, the, the very first. So I'm going to give you a preemptive. I'm very thankful to be here with you. Oh, I spent some time. And I feel the same way. I'm thankful for you too, Kimo. To learn more about Kimo, find him on Instagram at Aloha Lightseer or on TikTok at The Lightseer. And to learn more about his services and how you can work with him, go to thelightseer.com. Also in our show notes, you can discover other episodes we think you might like based on this conversation, such as, of course, the first time I chatted with Kimo here on this podcast. Go on and listen to that episode. Happy Halloween. Thank you for listening to Being Home with Hunker. For more information about this episode or others, visit hunker.com forward slash podcast. And if you don't already, please follow our show. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review and share it with your friends. It really does help. Being Home with Hunker is produced by me, Lori Gunning Grossman. Eve Epstein is our executive producer. The podcast is recorded and mixed at Night Shift Audio. Theme music by Jonathan Grossman. Special thanks to our team at Hunker, Senior Designer Maury Men, and Director of Audience Development Gina Goff. Hunker's mission is to inspire and empower you to create a space that expresses who you are, shows off your unique style, and makes your life happier and more productive. Halloween? What to do? You tell ghost stories. <laughs>